For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Hit your free throws, cause they're free. Joshua Fisher, Alexander Disopolis, and Nikki Snacks Kreider. We're back. Charity Stripe. Last night, Celtics took game five in Miami, baby. And I want to start there because game six is everything for the young core of the Celtics. And I say young core. Look, these guys have been here a multitude of times. They've even been here already against the Heat in the bubble where they were supposed to beat Miami and go to the finals to play the Lakers and revive that rivalry. If you were the Celtics, if you were Jason Tatum, if you were Jalen Brown, and obviously Tatum is the superstar, he's a first-team All-NBA player, but Jalen Brown is right there. He's an all-star player. If you are Marcus Smart, if you were the three-headed monster that is the Celtics, obviously Big Al's been incredible. You need to be able to close out at home. If you cannot close this out at home, whether you win game seven, if you win game seven, I will have no faith going against the Warriors. No offense, Toss, as good as Luka and the Mavs are. And I think that it's quite possible the Mavs series can go to six. I, I would be thoroughly shocked if they are the team. Wouldn't it be crazy if Luka was the guy pretty much by himself? Like, the Mavs role players are good, but they are role players. To beat this quote unquote juggernaut of a Warriors team, this biblically this biblically good dynasty, Steph Curry, a top ten player. Wouldn't it be unbelievable if Luca was the first player in NBA history to do it? I mean, I know you as a Mavs fan yeah, would I mean, say yes, but like objectively, like how unbelievable would that be if this was the team? It's never wait, that, they've lost in the finals before though, right? The, the, no, but I'm saying no team has come back from down 3-0 in NBA history in a series, in a playoff oh, series. got it, got it. Yeah. yeah. Let's, Sorry. Let's, uh, it would be objectively crazy because that's it's a, it would be a statistical anomaly. It's never happened before. Um, let's go forth, I think, with the rest of this conversation. Yeah. Thinking that the Warriors will fall in line with how most series have played out all series have played out when they've had a 3-0 lead. And mm-hmm. if they're getting pushed forward into the into the NBA Finals, as Nick predicted, um, I think it's just a matter of, did the Heat have anything left in the tank? Or, or even if, I don't even think it's about that, because I think, I said this from the beginning of the series, the Celtics are the better team. And yeah, I, I almost think you're, you're putting a little extra pressure on them for game six that they don't they don't need because I think they're just going to win this game. I don't even think – I wouldn't be surprised 
if it's a blowout once again. There's been so many blowouts in these NBA playoffs. I, I don't even think they just go, they take care of business, they do their job, and mm. they're into the NBA Finals. 100%. Look, I don't think we're going to lose this game. I think the C's are going to take care of business. I think the way that Tatum moved the ball, he didn't shoot excellent from the field in game five. He was seven of 20. He wasn't the leading scorer. Jalen Brown was. Jalen had 25 points. Jason had 22. But he had nine assists. And that, to me, is such a mature. And like we talked about it time and time again, my biggest issue with Jason when he's not having his best shooting night, he really tries to shoot himself back in the game. And that and that's fair from your best scorer, but I don't necessarily love the shots he takes when he tries to shoot himself back in the game. Oftentimes he tries to go from behind the arc instead of going to the rack. Wasn't having his best shooting night. Deferred a little bit to Jalen. Jalen, who may not be the volume, who who has had a 40-point game, may not be the volume score that Jason is, though, on a consistent basis, took care of business. He's extremely efficient. Um, I will say this, though, on Jalen Brown. Is he eating butter popcorn on the sideline? Right? Am I the only one that noticed? This guy cannot hang on to the ball. What do you mean, are you the only one that noticed? NBA Twitter wanted his head at halftime. They, everyone was saying that he couldn't dribble. And of course, you know, I, I think that that's something I saw a direct quote from Emu Doko, who was just like, that's five turnovers in every game. Like you have to take care of the ball. And he did in the second half. So he made the adjustments that he needed to. Um, so credit, credit to, to Jalen for, you know, fixing his mistakes. But I don't think you're the only one that was thinking that. I think everyone was thinking that. Um, but to me, the bigger story is that, progressively over this series. I mean, obviously we're talking about how Luca has no help. Um, and that's, that's been a constant theme for him for his entire career. This Miami heat team, especially when Jimmy Butler is getting, he's getting mitigated on the offensive side where, you know, he scored a lot of points in the first two games. And since then he hasn't had more than 20 points. Um, and bam, his, his offensive ability has never been, his best quality. I think his mm-hmm. versatility and his, and his defensive playmaking um, ha- have all been what I've enjoyed watching the most from him. His passing is a big, they really don't have a lot of other guys that can create their own shot. I mean, Kyle Lowry laid a goose. I, I know he's battling an injury. Victor Oladipo. This is the, he had, didn't even play half the season. I mean, he, he's coming back again, once again from, from major injury. And now he's playing huge minutes in the Eastern conference finals. Tyler hero was out this game. Duncan Robinson hadn't even been playable until this series. And and I still don't think that he is. I think it's just a matter of who else do they have on their roster? I mean, guys like Gabe Vincent have stepped up. Struce, I, I mean, Struce laid, an, Struce laid an egg too. Yeah. Again, so goose, it's just goose back to back. I mean, and we, and you were giving me crap about the South and I was like, Oh my God, the Celtics passed up on Struce and he's laid back to back goose eggs, like the stream yard icon in the corner, right corner we have here. Cause we're streaming live also. Uh, I think, shout it's, a, out. I think it's a duck. I think that's it. <laughs> it is probably is a duck. Uh, I mean, Kyle Lowry is broken. Jimmy's beat up. Gabe Vincent would steal the belt right off of Jalen's pants in the club. though. I'll tell you that much. That guy's hands are ridiculous. He is literally Swiper the Fox out there. He's Jose Alvarado without the press. I'm not even kidding you. He's he's Jose Alvarado in the open court without the antics and the theatrics, honestly. Like Jose Alvarado is like trying to sneak up on everybody, like 
fly from the rafters like it's a WWE event. Like Gabe Vincent, hard-nosed, open-court basketball. But this team, the Heat, if they somehow pulled this series out, get swept by Golden State. I legitimately think the Celtics can make the Golden State. Yeah, swept. Interesting. The Heat would the Heat would be swept by the Warriors, for sure. They would make quick work. Quick work. The Warriors are gonna win against the Mavs tonight. This game. This is this is not going back to Dallas. I I think the Heat. Yeah, I agree. I think the Heat are the worst of the four four teams that are left remaining. Yeah, sure. First, if you mean like if we're talking get full fully healthy, like we've spoken about it time and time again. No, Tim Hardaway. Yeah, Tim Hardaway Jr., Timmy H.J., like he's not in the lineup. It's a Timmy big H. loss. J. It's a big loss. I yeah, mean, it's I mean, it's, it's going it's to be Celtics-Warriors. So Celtics are going to play the Warriors. I need to see game one to make some sort of evaluation on, for me, it's going to be, can the Warriors hang with the size of the Celtics' wings? And can the Celtics, once again, Stifle another high-powered offense like the Warriors because they haven't played against an efficient offense like the Warriors yet in the playoffs. That's why your basketball analysis, no one's perfect, but I think the way you phrased the size, no one is. I think the way you phrased the size portion of things was correct. I think people look at the Warriors Celtics and just look at size from a big standpoint and completely discredit what Draymond Green's capable of down low. Kevon Looney has done to the Mavs. I'm not saying he's going to do that against Rob Will or Al Horford, who are much bigger presences in the paint. But to me, it's really the size of the wings. Jalen Brown is like 6'7". Jason Tatum yep. is huge. Jason Tatum is 6'10", 6'11", and a rock yeah. these days. I, I mean, I do think that the Warriors have sneaky length as well. Wiggins is probably 6'10", and Clay is 6'7", also. It's it's really just Steph and, and Poole who are smaller. I mean, they're 6'3", 6'4", respectively. But um, but the Mavs certainly don't. Like, Dorian Finney-Smith is 6'7". Reggie Bullock is is 6'5". Uh, Brunson's, Brunson's 6'3", 6'2". Luka, of course, is 6'8", and he's, he's a menace, and he's tough to deal with physically. But they're just able to throw as many bodies as they wanted him. Um, yeah. Reggie I mean, Bullock's it, a it, great guy. Apparently. I mean, what was the award he won? It was the cream award. He, yeah, he won. It was, that um, was it. Yeah. Yeah. The great hair. Yes. That's what also I was about to get into. He's like, Reggie Bullock is like a great humanitarian, but from a standpoint of like his presence, the hair is ridiculous. I hate to poo poo someone's name. Bullock. It's, like the Bullock thing, Bullock thing is crazy to me. Like the guy is just such an enigma. He's just such like a he's like a character. The hair thing he is, is wild. Him, I like Alfred. Yeah, yeah, Alfred. You guys remember Alfred Payton's hair? Oh yeah, crazy. He had like a lunch bag hanging from his head, like a sack of lunch hanging from his head. Yeah. Ham sandwich, hundred cal package. Yeah, pastrami, hundred pound, hundred hundred cal pack of cheese. It's how you do it. I do all, cold, all noodles. I really, <laughs> cold noodles. Cold noodles. Yeah, yeah. All, all I really hope is that if it's the Warriors and the Celtics, like we're talking about, I hope that every game is within a ten point margin. Every I can't single with this game anymore. Because it I, objectively, like the Western Conference Finals and the Eastern Conference Finals have not been very fun to watch. They just haven't been. 
heinous. None of these games have been fun to watch. Heinous. They've all been blowouts. We were talking about the other day. Yeah, for casual... the, first, the first round series where y'all swept the Nets, those games, those were good games. Yeah, and I know the Bucks games were good. Old... The Bucks games were good. The Bucks game, the Bucks series was good, by and yeah. large. Nick, like I, I, Toss and I, are, our teams are in it. We're generally bigger basketball fans, but you, as someone who obviously watches, you know, and hasn't been as fan of, you know, as serious as fan of as long as we have, like from your perspective, like. Doesn't this kind of suck? Yeah, for sure. It's it's so uninteresting to a fan that doesn't have a team in the in the race and mm-hmm. and just like doesn't really care about basketball as much just because they're 20 point blowouts sometimes in the Western Eastern Conference Finals. And it's like, all right, this game's already over. Like, why am I even sitting here watching this in the third quarter? Yeah. Or and like yes, even yes, I know like things can change really quickly. Like teams have come back from greater margins but at the same time it's like it's not happening in the eastern western conference final yeah like do we want to sit here though and two and like sweat that out no like i'm not gonna sweat at 20 points heading into the fourth quarter Uh oh right. like and what if marcus smart comes in and drains three threes in the first three minutes then it's 11 point game and we're back in this thing and I have to sweat out the rest right. of the fourth quarter to only lose by 24 right and basketball fans are gonna watch no matter what yeah. but I don't think NBA has much of a problem of trying to grow the sport like baseball does. Um, where like they're they're grasping at straws for for viewership. Um, so it's not really to their detriment, but if they do want more eyes, they want better ratings. I mean, there's not really much they can do because this isn't anything to do with what the NBA is doing or what like their marketing plans are. It's the actual gameplay itself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I really don't know like the answer here because it's so back and forth. Oh, there is no answer. They've done all the NBA's done all they can. Inversely, though, we could kind of teeter into baseball a little bit because once like whoever the PR team of the MLB, maybe that's where we have to boil this into, should be given their boxes, kicked to the curb, go serve fries at McDonald's. Like what? So much good baseball is happening. It Am starts from the very top. Yeah, I mean, we say it all the time, but like the whole one of the the biggest news story of the week was the whole Donaldson Anderson thing, which obviously whatever, not cool. You know, I don't want to brush that aside. But there has been so many good things happening in baseball, and I just wish that was taking center stage. Everything that takes center stage in the news of baseball is always an issue. It's never like a celebration of Mm -hmm. like, yo, look how good Machado has been without Fernando Tatis Jr. Look how unbelievable J.D. Martinez is hitting. J.D. Martinez, as good as Machado's been, as good as Devers has been, J.D. Martinez is hitting like 375. Yeah. In the Now we're in the mushy ball era. Like, this is what we're with working with. Yeah. The mushy and, ball era. And I told you to keep an eye out for Boston. They're only three games under 500 now. I mean, they Seven and three in their last ten games, so they're not out of the mix. I mean, you not out you'd of already the mix. The, you said the season was over, you know, two well, three weeks I, ago. We were ten and nineteen. It wasn't looking good. It was ten. I mean, if you were if you were a Padres, Nick, know yourself, bro. Well, here's the thing. You know Padres, how you Padres, you know how you would be if you were ten and nineteen. No, no, no. I'd be pissed, but Padres fans have a very very long 
record of always being bad and being hopeful every season. We're blindly faithful always. We finally actually have a good team. So if this was the team that we had on paper that was 10 and 19, we would be thinking to ourselves, we've seen way worse seasons with way worse players. This team is going to rebound. So I think that you're just too accustomed to winning because all of your sports teams have won so many times. True. That you don't know what it feels like to actually have hope. Yeah, I, that's an, that's a very interesting way to put it. Uh, the hope, thing is but... this. No, no, no. I think hope is like being hopeful. I'm never in the feeling of – I'm never in the business of being hopeful. I'm always in the – I'm again a realistic fan. If it's not yeah, well, going because, well, I scrap for it. you guys, realistic fans because real – like. It's always been realistic for you as a sports fan of Boston teams that they're going to be in the playoffs. Like with Brady yeah. on the Patriots, how many every seasons year. do they not make the playoffs? I mean, every one, the right? One, the one year where he tore his ACL on Mac. Exactly. Still like exactly. 10 games. So it was a lock every single season that you knew that your team was going to the postseason. It's like that for Boston sometimes too with, with baseball. And Celtics have also made the playoffs pretty much every single year. So for my sports teams... Mm-hmm. Chargers and Padres, yeah. it's like it's never a certainty, ever. We yeah. usually have like 20% chance of making the playoffs. But like you guys have like things that are going well for you. Like obviously the FTJ injury is not great, but like from my perspective, from the Red Sox perspective, that yet. Yeah, I mean, it's a mess. The whole, but from you guys, you're, my you guys have a closer who's got 16 saves and like the Taylor Rogers, like, Kind of like a like that last second Taylor Rogers trade before the season started, like could be one of the biggest moves of the year. Could be one of yeah. the biggest moves of the year. I would say both the moves involving the twins, interestingly enough, are two of the biggest moves of the year. The Correa signing, which kind of teeters to the lack of the Correa signing by the Houston Astros. And it's such a shame the Houston Astros cheated. Because it has totally torpedoed every good thing that they've done in their organization. Jordan Alvarez, Kyle Tucker, Bregman, Altuve, Luis Garcia, Framber Valdez, Verlander, Verlander bringing him back and rehabbing him. Yeah. And then the coup de grace, the cherry on top. Jeremy Pena is going to be rookie of the year, replacing Carlos Correa, a quote-unquote potential $300 million man which we all didn't think that was going to happen, and it didn't, and it shouldn't have because, unfortunately, he's injured too much. The Houston Astros have completely tarnished their name or anything good that they have done, and this is kind of my exception to the rule of, like, you know, PR or whatever, is just cast to the side. It's an afterthought. But the Rodgers trade has been unbelievable, and we didn't do – that's, like, my issue with the Red Sox. Our bullpen, like, robeless is, like, our – go-to guy at the back end, that guy stinks on ice with the pack of Cheetos. I guess I'm a little confused as that was okay. not about, not about that. I mean, I should be confused about that, but whatever, <laughs> whatever reason I'm not, maybe I'm just used to it. I'm a little point. confused. Yeah. The Astros and the twins are both leading their division. What's your, what, What's my gripe with the twins? Yeah, well, I don't, I don't really, I don't. They're leaving. No, I don't think I don't. I don't think the Correa signing was bad. I think the lack of the Correa signing was a good move by the Astros. The Correa signing was great for Minnesota. Whether he's like up to snuff or not, he might leave. But the Correa signing completely revamps the locker room. I mean, the the the, the twins are fine. It's a, just a. It wasn't a bad deal for the twins because Paddock, before he got hurt, was pitching well. 
and he's like they bring okay. in. He's he's fine. Like he's not like he's not an ace like we all thought he was going to be, but he's pitching fine. I mean, they have yeah. Sonny Gray. Like they, he's he's pitched really well. Like I just think it was a really great deal for the Padres, a Padres yeah, team where everyone was like, "Oh no, Fernando." Are you getting? Are arguably getting the best closer in baseball right now? Him or Josh Hader? I mean, right now those I mean, guys have been nails. Hader, I would I would just based off like past resume. Hey, I would, yeah, I would but still I'm, rock. But this Hader. season as it stands right now. Yeah. Yeah. He, he I mean, also the Padres going out getting Manaya too. I mean, helping bolster the 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 starting rotation. I mean, it's a place where you always need depth, you know. Clevenger's on the IL now. Blake Snell just came back from the IL. So Mackenzie Gore's been great. Joe Musgrove is leading the league in quality starts. I mean you could have the Cy Young and the MVP. And, and craziest the and the, and the rookie of the year. Mackenzie Gore. And the rookie of the year. We're going to leave it at that in just a hot sec, but I just want to say it's crazy that you guys could have the Cy Young and MVP, and the MVP is not it's the not, not for an, and still, still not, not winning win the, win the division. Yeah, and the MVP is not FTJ, and the Cy Young isn't Snell or Darvish. That, to me, is crazy. But we're the charity stripe. We'll be back in a hot second. Joshua Fisher, Alexander Disopolis, and San Diego's own Nikki Snacks, Kreider, the Bag of Cheetos, and Funyuns. We're back, baby. It's a charity stripe here again, once again. You know who else might be back? Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Would it be Would it be crazy if Kaepernick was on a roster and Antonio Brown was not on a roster? I think so. I think Colin Kaepernick hasn't played long enough at this point. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I mean, how many seasons has it been since he got banished from the league? Seven years. Is it Seven. Nothing. I just wanted to quote never back down. It's six years. Six years. That's still a lot of time. A lot of so time not, not being on the field and, and seeing competition. I mean, sure, he's been working out. I'm sure he's been throwing the ball a lot. But six years without seeing any game is a very long time. Yeah. And I mean, Antonio he's Brown not going to see the season. Yes. He played last season. He's Antonio Brown's still probably a top 15 receiver. Kaepernick's not going to see the field wherever he goes, but he could be a viable third string backup option. I mean, like ironically, we're talking about baseball and closers beforehand in the in earlier segment. Daniel Bard hadn't pitched since like 2013 and came back a couple years ago and is now the closer for the Rockies. He took like seven years off from the majors to reinvent yeah. himself. So it's like not impossible, and he's not going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL again, Kaepernick. There's too many good guys. No, but the Raiders, if their guy goes down and he is the backup quarterback for them, then he plays. Is he ready? And guess also, what? Also, are the Raiders ready? Because the Raiders are the team right now he's working out for. Are the Raiders ready for all that publicity and distraction and noise? If there's any team that's ready for it, it is the Las Vegas Raiders. The Las True. Vegas Raiders are a TMZ show. For yeah. better or for worse. Look, think about all the press they've dealt with. The, all the Gruden, the Rugs, horrific train wreck. Arnett. Arnett, yeah. 
Thank you. I almost for, people. I almost forgot about that again. But on the positive side, look how they handled the Carl Nassib coming out of the closet as the first True. active, openly gay player. They handled that extremely well, as they should. So they're no stranger to handling this kind of press. And I think it's interesting because you bring up if their guy goes down. I don't. I've like slowly moved on the right side of the fence for Derek Carr, but their guy goes down sometimes. Yeah, their guy goes down. For sure. They don't have like the Mar- best offensive line either. No, Mariota saw game action last year. Kaepernick is like similar enough to Mariota, which is why I think they're entertaining it. I don't know. I just, I think I would have rather put my my chips, my Vegas chips on a younger quarterback just because there's a little bit more upside. Like in case Derek Carr goes down, young guy has to step in. Then he proves something. Maybe he becomes that future franchise quarterback. I don't know. It's kind of like a prospect. Yeah. Yeah. As yeah. I suppose to Kaepernick, it's like, okay, he goes in, but like, how long is he actually going to be able to be your quarterback? Right. Mm-hmm. I think given what Carr has done the last two years, he is their franchise guy, at least for the time being. Right. I don't think they're really, I mean, he's not, he's not old. He's got, got plenty of gas left in the tank. I, I mean, I think, I don't know. It makes sense. If they do sign Colin Kaepernick, it's because he's they, they believe he's ready to play if the opportunity presents itself, if Derek Carr mm. did go down with injury. So they're not just going to sign him just to sign him. No. If they, if they think, no, not at all. Not at all. I don't know. I think I think it makes sense. It'll be interesting to see if, if other teams work him out as well. If they uh, if they want to see what he's got to offer, OTAs obviously just went down with a lot of teams. Certain guys were not participating. Guys are already dealing with injuries. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out as we get closer to the season. Um, I was just looking up at our friendly neighborhood sponsor is BetOnline.ag. Go to BetOnline.ag. Use our promo code Believe. Get fifty percent off of your first deposit. I was looking back at, or I was looking at the odds for comeback player of the year, and thought I'd just roll out the top five candidates for you guys, and just see what you thought. Jameis Winston plus five fifty, Derrick Henry plus six hundred, Michael Thomas plus nine hundred, CMC plus nine hundred, and Deshaun Watson plus twelve hundred. It it's it's hard to give Derrick Henry comeback player of the year because he because he went down so late. I feel like. I could see CMC because he was off and on. Deshaun's tough because just the circumstance, right? Like you're gonna right. give a guy comeback player of the year who was suspended. I think he's got. We're be like James. not playing. Like yeah, it's gotta be Jameis or Michael Thomas who hasn't played in God knows how long. It's one of those two right. guys. Right. Jameis coming off a major injury. Like, yeah, can you and imagine? Like let's just say one of them does good. The other one's probably doing good as well. So yes, right. Very true. Can you I, imagine? I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw Sorry. out some other guys that are lower in the or have worse odds, but I think are more viable picks because I completely agree with you, Nick. I don't think if you were a betting person, if you were a betting man, I wouldn't put any money on Deshaun Watson because it's just, it, it's the narrative of that award and it right. doesn't align with, with the winners in past. They're not going to um, reward him for being suspended or not just not seeing the field. Basically. Right. He throws right. 60 touchdowns and seven picks and sets records. No. And they, and they, they win the AFC. Can he win the MVP? Yeah, for I think sure. I think it, I think he has a better chance of winning the MVP than comeback player of the year. Yeah, fair. 
He wasn't formally suspended, right? No, not right. yet. Not yet. Uh, I've also thrown out there J.K. Dobbins, plus 1,200. I like right. that. Cam Akers, plus 2,200, though. I like that one. That's He'll good in the playoffs. He'll good in the playoffs. I, you He'll be the starter. Yeah, you said J.K. and I thought you were say J.K. I thought you were him with the J.K. Rowling. I was like, dude. No, J.K. J.K. Sim- J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. J.K. J.K. Simmons, Simmons is back with a great new show on Amazon Prime with Sissy Spacek. Yeah, really, really, it's good. What's yeah. it called? Uh, it's a, it's about like space. I think it's called something space. <laughs> Sissy Space. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I love J.K. Simmons. I we quickly before we get into other sponsors, we got to shout out Ray Liotta. R.I.P. He unfortunately. All right, Nick is isn't he one of your favorite actors? Is I tripping? Am I making that up? Uh, I, really I, mean, I, I like him a lot, but he's I wouldn't put him in like my top. I just maybe that's somebody else. Then I thought. I mean, Goodfellas is one of my ten favorite movies. Uh, that's that's an all time classic. The J.K. Simmons we, show is called Night Sky, by the way. Mm, Sorry, it took you. this long for me to figure it out. But yeah, yeah R.I.P. Ray Liotta. Very sad. A lot yeah. of great movies that that man's been a part of that we all love and cherish. We had we this conversation. To, we might have to go and have a, a Goodfellas watch together soon. Yeah, for sure. Order some Italian food, some red wine. We had this conversation the other day, Toss, and top 10 movies that I've seen multiple times, Goodfellas is for sure in there. Like, hmm. Goodfellas might be top five with Superman. I don't events. think it was mentioned at the time, but it was. Now, now you're, you're I'm retro- retro- about retroactively it. mentioning retro- it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's in there 100%. Uh, do we have we have another sponsor, though? Speaking of shout outs, do we want to shout out today? I think there's somebody else that, you know, rides with us. Not yeah, 8,000, they- not 9,000. <laughs> 10, 10,000, 10,000. Uh, I'm not currently wearing my 10,000 shirt, but when I go to the gym later today, you best believe I'm going to put on that versatile shirt and that seven inch interval short. The Ooh. interval short is their Yeah. Yeah. It's their most popular and most versatile style. Perfect for gym days, spinning, mm-hmm. spin classes. If you guys are into that short runs, high intensity interval training and backyard workouts. Tons of features like silver ion for odor protection. Josh, that's for you. No bounce pockets, breathable and lightweight shell fabric. Thank no so bounce much. phone pocket. That Josh, that one is actually for you. Um, and, and an optional liner that is very comfortable and prevents chafing. In addition to the interval short, they make gear specific, specific to other types of training, from running to Olympic lifting to boxing uh, to hitting baseballs. Nick, that's for you. So you can find a short for all the ways you train. They have a team of over 200 athletes that test their gear to ensure the perfect design, fabric, trims, and fit. Free shipping and free returns, which is incredible, and a lifetime guarantee. So go to 10,000.cc slash stripe to receive 15% off your purchase. That's 10,000.cc slash stripe. I, uh, I'd i love to just – I touched on, obviously, Nick Nick being a baseball guy. Nick, something exciting happened with you. Oh, yeah. Talk to, i got to hear from your perspective in fall. Something exciting, huh? I I found it exciting. exciting. What are you kidding me? You, what no, are you it's fun. Um, yeah, I'm currently coming to you live from Georgetown, Texas, um, where I grew up um, after leaving San Diego. And funny enough, my co-host for Ring the Bell Pods Talk, Heath Bell, also lives in Georgetown, Texas now. His son is a senior at Georgetown High, actually graduating this weekend. My brother's a senior at Eastview High, graduating this weekend. So had to come to town to make that but he said hey let's meet up and let me throw you some bp and then i'll throw you some live pitches see if you can see if you can hit them 
And there's been a long-standing joke or bet or whatever you want to call it that I would never be able to put a ball in play against 100 pitches in a major league game against a major league pitcher. And Josh, I think you're wrong. First of all, we started off by going to a field, um, a high school size field, the dead centers 400. It was like 360 to, to um, left. And he threw BP and I was hitting it well. And then he said, all right, I'm going to start throwing like for real now. First pitch, first pitch he threw was he in the dirt, so I didn't swing. Second pitch he threw, fastball, cranked it straight center field. It didn't go over the fence, but he said, all right, good for you. <laughs> and then he wants to start throwing me some curveballs. And the curveballs were a little bit harder to, to hit just because there was so much movement on there. Um, I fouled off a couple, but I do think that I'm putting some balls in play, especially if I'm getting practice hitting the sure. cage, you know, allowed to at least get my swing in order. I think I'm hitting better than some pitchers out there. Your swing looked great. You can hit. There's no doubt about that. You cranked one in softball the other week. I know you could, I know you got lumber. Well, I think, in, I think it's, I think it's worth, I think the end that, game is different though. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, think of course. In, I mean, okay. We didn't have a catcher. I didn't have a helmet on. He was literally pitching to me in shorts. Like, if he had preparation, right? If I had, like, same for me. If I had preparation, you know, if I'm not worrying about getting hit in the head because I don't have yeah. a helmet on, like, things are a little different. I yeah. think you've you've really moved the needle, though. To your, you've moved the needle in a great way to your side. There's circumstances that I need to go back to the drawing board to then profess to you to kind of get my argument back in place. But this Look, was a good we, win. This is a good win for you. We could do this again. It doesn't have to be with Heath. I mean, in the future, we could try to get some pictures to to actually throw and get a cat. I mean, look, we're a big media company now, right? Believe. Yeah. So sure. There's some MLB players out there that want to throw some gas to a, uh, a yappy sports talker. Right. Obviously, you know, Heath is, Heath is retired at this point. And in your conversations that you've relayed to, to the two of us, Nick, throw like mid 80s. You, right, you've said it. He his his fastball has obviously gone down in velocity. Right, he hit a hundred in his career. He wasn't throwing a hundred to me. I'll tell you that. <laughs> no. So uh, if we're, if we're getting an active player, you know, I, I'd expect that they're at least probably throwing ninety five. So let's let's add ten more miles per hour to that fastball. Yeah, that, for me, like it's not about the speed. The speed thing, like you can adjust to that. Like hundred and five, hundred. Yeah, that's a lot, right? But like. I think I'm adjusting to like low nineties, mid nineties, even like some high nineties. I mean, that's, it's gas, but if I'm seeing it over and over again, I'm going to adjust to it. The hard part is the movement for sure. Like balls that break last second, you know, the curveball looking like it's coming right at me and then comes, you know, just right into the strike zone for a strike. I didn't really flinch, but I knew that that was coming because he was even saying like on a previous episode, he goes, I'll throw balls at you that look like it's going to hit you and it'll drop right in. So I like did my best not to flinch at him. <laughs> was it was it was the curveball crazy from a batter's box? Um, it wasn't that bad. There was one that looked like it was coming like right at my shoulder, and then it it dipped in. It wasn't a strike, but like it it dipped in a little bit. And were you like, like, "Whoa, that's, that's crazy! That he could, that's crazy that he could do that." Yeah. Damn. Oh man. Well, good. I'm glad you got to do that with Heath. It's such an it's a crazy, it's super an insane fun. experience. Yeah. Yeah. A sick great experience. time. He wants awesome. to do that. Um, he he actually wants to like go to San Diego 
and get real fans and run out of field and throw BP to them at some. We point. talked about so, that at Chick Fil A the other day. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna discuss you know and see what we can actually make realistic. So for all the listeners out there on 1090 in San Diego and all the listeners of the Charity Stripe, you know if you're in San Diego, we're gonna try to put something together either this summer or maybe this fall where we go out to a field and you take some BP off Heath Bell. We should totally fund something like that. That'd be awesome. Be great. I don't know if we're going to be able to make it on the Petco Park field. <laughs> we talked about that. He's like, honestly, like they don't even let insiders in that field sometimes. So it's crazy. Um, I don't want to get too solemn at the end of this, but I do think we obviously have to talk about this week's events on the show. My mom's a teacher. My sister's a teacher. My Two of my aunts are. My grandma's a teacher. Nick, your mom's a teacher in Texas. Yep. First grade. First grade. Yep. Alex, you're from Texas, obviously. And I know somebody who's died in a shooting. And the harsh reality of that is if you do not know somebody that's died in a shooting, school shooting, grocery store, movie theater, we've pretty much at a concert in Vegas, clubs in Orlando, we've seen it all at this point. If you do not know somebody who's died in a shooting at the current rate in the United States, you will. May not be this year. May not be next, but in the next three years, at the current pace we are at, you will. And this is an epidemic, a pandemic. This is a pandemic. This is some sort of like health pandemic. We are mowing each other down. There is no other. This doesn't happen in Australia. This doesn't happen in England. And there are so many great things about America. There's so many um, unbelievable experiences and liberties we do get to have. But this kind of is just beginning to trump all of them. The fact that kids, we don't even have kids, the three of us, but we we were kids at a point. Again, we know we know teachers, family members are teachers. Yeah, siblings. Siblings are still, in, still school. in school. Can't go to school. People coming in, well, let's arm the teachers. How is it a logical step to put more guns in the classroom when we're trying to get guns out? What if a teacher has a bad day? Yeah, what if teachers what if, have suffer from mental mental health issues, right? What if a stu- what if a student in the class just pops a teacher and grabs the gun? That's a logical experience. Well, it's a logical thought. There's a lot of there's a lot of things here. I mean, we could talk about this for hours, right? For, and we don't have days. a lot of time left. But the issue that is is like so scary to me is that everyone is so divided on this, right? Like, not first of all, ninety percent of people want stronger background checks for getting a getting a firearm and congress is just sitting on their hands right now because of the gun lobbyists right but there's just so much going on right now where you know if you're republican i'm not saying all republicans but there's some republicans that are saying you know like let's not make this political and then there's some democrats who are you know trying to take action right now and go after republicans it's like we really need to just band together on this because this has nothing to do with politics it's it's humanity yeah it's humanity like the fact that children died, right? And Mowing each other down. So, And here's the thing. It's not even just the elementary school. That was three mass shootings in 10 days. We had one in a supermarket in Buffalo. We had one at a church in Orange County. And we had one at an elementary school in Texas. Which all the, over the, the country. All yeah. the South, the Northeast, the West Coast. The thing in the West Coast is completely, by the way, like that was like – I hate to say phrase like this, but second fiddle to the other two almost. Like it was just right. like, okay, that happens. Yeah. It was but only an, like five or six people. If an 18-year-old is coming into buying two eight AR-15s alone, first of all, that should be a red flag. 
Two weeks after his 18th birthday. Red flag. It's not, and you know what? Maybe it is political. And for me, my self-reflection in this whole thing is like, what difference can I make? Like, how can I stop this? I know somebody that's been in a situation. Like, we, I cannot deal with this. Like, I can't look at the news and have to deal with this anymore, honestly, as, as a human being. And maybe I should care about politics more because right now I've always been like very blase personally. I'm like, all right, whatever, whatever happens in politics, happens in politics. Politics is a joke. It's stupid. Who cares? Well, maybe we should care and maybe it shouldn't be a joke anymore. Maybe we should take it seriously because the people that we've put in place, whether it's 50 people holding us hostage, like Steve Kerr said, maybe we've put the wrong people in place because we're not taking it seriously enough. We need these people are there because it is their job to make a change. It is their job to help people, and they are doing a piss poor job at it. If any of the three of us, it's their job, it's their job to represent people. And if they're not representing the wishes of those that that have put them and elected them to be in these positions, what's the point? We should be. They should be fired. We shouldn't have to wait to November. Oh, cast your votes, Chuck Schumer, coward. You better bring that bill. Forward, whether they vote no, let us see them. Let them vote no to our faces right away. Chuck Schumer, you know what? What's the point? They're not going to vote. Do it right now, dude. It's ridiculous. If anybody was the way they were at their jobs, like some of these politicians are, they would be fired, handed their papers, go to unemployment. It is embarrassing. It is embarrassing. Like in even in California, clean up our streets. It's dangerous. I'm sorry. Like people shouldn't be living in fear. We sh- kids should not be afraid to go to school. They should be. Ex- I was excited to go to school when I was a kid and see my friends. Now it's scary putting fences yeah. up around like they're in jail. Like what are we doing? At what point? I, I'm sorry. I know we have we have done time and this is there's a lot of good things in sports and that's what the show is about. But we, you know, you guys being from Texas, I went to Texas. Our moms being teachers. It's just like it's upsetting. So it's it's as a human being, it's horrifying to watch. Yep. Horrifying. And I will say just one last thing quickly. Please. Yeah. If you're one of those people that tells athletes to shut up and play or to not use their platform, or even if you're listening to us and you think we should only keep it about sports, you're wrong. We have a platform for a reason and we should utilize it to spread the good word. Yeah. LeBron James has millions of followers and people really care about what he has to say. They listen he has every to right him. to go out and listen. He has every out every right to go out and and say his opinion. Same with Steve Kerr. Well, we're the Charity Stripe. Fans out there, drag both feet in bounds. Swing a full count with that puck, hit that putt. Hit your PKs because they free. Alexander Tosopoulos, Nikki Snacks, Carter, Joshua Fisher. Hit your free throws. Why, guys? It's free. We actually love you. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones 
who get it done.